Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and anyone who actually listens to it anymore. I am uh, doing what I normally do. I'm taking my time in the truck and kicking back and relaxing. Uh, it's been a good week or so for us. I am Gabriel Devine for wrestling with the locals. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's been a good week. I uh, got all my finals and stuff done for uh, my college classes at this time. Straight A's on the board at this time. I'm happy about that. Uh, but on to some wrestling. Let's talk some wrestling. I know Dustin Rhodes put his career on the line last week against the, what was it, super bad Kip Saban and won. Uh, didn't figure he'd lose anyway. I mean, Dustin still still got a lot of miles up on the old boots. But, uh, you know, I'd like some feedback from you guys if you're listening. Um, I know that there are folks still listening, and I see that. Uh, it drives me nuts when you listen and you don't listen to the, you know, the, the ads that we have on there. That, that's how we pay the bills, but whatever. Uh, also, the fact that, you know, no one is actually, you know, willing to sponsor anything. But that's, that's another story. I'll deal with you people later. Tonight, I want to talk about all the empty arena shows that have been going on. I love it that they're still trying to do everything they can. WWE went above and beyond in pre-taping several shows in case the state of Florida had to close them down and declare them a non-essential, which happened for a few few weeks apparently, and that's why they were you know putting out taped footage and things like that. And they even pre-taped WrestleMania, which was all right. I mean, you just kind of. You kind of got to roll with the punches, man. You know, AEW went to Georgia and taped there still live so that, you know, they, they didn't have to work out of Florida, which was fine. And now the new concept of money in the bank is climbing the corporate ladder. Apparently, the way this is going to work is in order to win money in the bank, you have to you have to start on the first floor of corporate headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, and you'll battle your way up to the top of the building and climb the ladder and pull the briefcase down and you'll be up on top of the building, which is a little creepy in my mind because I don't want anybody to bump off the roof. But I'm sure if they do do that, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll do it in a safe, spectacular way. But that person will probably have to take a month or two off, kind of like they did with AJ in the Buried Alive thing. So I'm wondering, you know, how long AJ will be out, what he'll do when he comes back, or how they'll bring him back, for that matter. Um, overall, I've been mostly pleased with the guys that are going out and giving everything they've got to do these shows, and you know, steadily bringing entertainment and a way for everybody to escape. You know, the reality of the situation around us. Hopefully, things will start reopening soon. I've heard as soon as May 1st or May 6th. Um, Several different places are already talking about reopening and ramping back up and getting back to normalcy, and that'd be great. Um, I'm ready to make this move in my life and go on with it. So if normalcy can come on back, that'd be fantastic. But um, I'd like to know everybody's thoughts and opinions, so if you could comment on the page or message the page and let us know what you think of the empty arena shows and things. That'd be great. I'm cool with it. And then that brings me to my next topic. <clears throat> and I'm probably going to step on some toes and I'm probably going to piss off some 
some mud shows. So, uh, and I mean this with no disrespect. And I don't care who I piss off. Simple fact is, if there is a pandemic, whether it be a hoax, legitimate, whatever you may believe about this whole situation, I believe that there is a conspiracy and I won't get involved in what I believe is going on with this pandemic. And that's because of, you know, things that I have dealt with in my past. I won't, I won't discuss topics. We won't, we won't go there. But what I am going to do <laughs> is to any and every outlaw mud show that thought it was appropriate to continue to sell tickets to spectators and host indie aka outlaw aka mud show aka shit show aka joke on a stick pole match bullshit whatever you call your shit if you continue to sell tickets to a live event and continue to pack people in whether it be 50 people of your family i don't give a crap or whether it be you know 300 fans any self-respecting promoter would have pulled the plug on any indie show that's just how I feel about it. WWE pulled the plug on all their live events and started doing Empty Arena. AEW immediately started doing Empty Arena. Impact's doing Empty Arena. I don't watch Ring of Honor. Don't get Ring of Honor. I don't know. Which don't I don't deal with it a lot. Uh, I'd love to because my buddy Marty Skrull, the villain, is in charge of it. He's doing a lot of the booking, and I'd love to see what he's doing. But I, I just don't. I don't fool with it a lot. I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to. I really don't. But it kills me because I heard various independent shows were still running after WWE and AEW started doing empty arena shows. And the comment was made, they were outdrawing WWE. Some idiot. I don't know if it was a worker on the show. I don't know if it was the promoter himself. But some idiot said... And I quote, we're out drawing Vince. We're drawing bigger crowds than Vince in the WWE. And you're also a fucking idiot. And I hope you hear this podcast because honestly, your state should be just like all these other states that are charging people for going into places and licking stuff and touching stuff with you know, terroristic threatening and attempted murder and all this other crap. They should charge you with it. Because if this is a legitimate situation and people are dying from it, which it obviously is, then you just put anywhere from 10 people to 150 or more in danger. I'm sorry. (laughs) And for those shows that want to book guys that continuously disrespect the business and slap it across the face and make it just ridiculous. You want to try to charge people 8 and $10 a show, that's fine. I get it if you're doing something that's working and you've got good talent. I'm not disrespecting every indie show because there are some indie shows I'd gladly pay 8 and $10 to go watch. I'd gladly pay 8 and $10 to go watch some of these indie shows. And there's some of them I wouldn't give you $5 for. Because old Joe Blow down here, whose daddy 
either owned the company or promoted the company or his daddy supposedly wrestled or his daddy is a big money man, got him in the ring and got him a spot and he ain't got a clue or he won't take chops or whatever it may be. And he looks like shit and he doesn't know his fucking wristwatch from a wrist lock. You know what I'm saying? I'm on one. I'm on one because, you know, a lot of people don't understand. You get in this business for a reason. You get into it because you're passionate. You get into it because it's your dream and you want to be the best. And many of us never get that call up to WWE. And many do. But you have to go out there week after week, day after day, night after night, and give it everything you got. You can't go out there half-cocked. You can't go out there in your Walmart shorts and your jeans unless you got a reason to be in them jeans and your work boots. Unless that's your gimmick and people know that's your gimmick, I applaud trash bag wrestlers for the mockery they make of some people. And then there's some people I wonder why did that person end up on there because they're wearing gear. I get it, they look like shit, but at least they bought gear. Yeah, I just, the shit that plays out at some of these indie shows and the people that actually had the audacity to sit and brag that they were outdrawing Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon put everyone else under the table. He put everyone else under the table. Granted, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Vincent Kennedy McMahon by any means. I'm not on the Vince train. I'm not blowing his horn. I'm not bragging on him. I ain't here to promote him. If I'm going to promote a show, I'll probably promote AEW because I'm a huge fan of what Cody has done. I'm a huge fan of the fact that Cody left WWE and he became a bigger star than he ever was in WWE because they did nothing but hold him back. WWE has a bad habit of taking indie talent or talent from other companies that have been top stars and burying them. That is a fact. That is a fact that a lot of the guys will tell you, that a lot of the indie guys will tell you, that's worked with the guys that have been there and been back and everything in between will tell you. It just burns my ass up that some Joe Blow, I don't even know if the, the, the indie show, I don't even know where this indie show was. I don't know if they were in Florida or where they were, but these people actually thought that they accomplished something by getting, what, 100 people in a building and then didn't want to say, oh, well, we outdrew Vince. Yeah, you outdrew his one night of empty arena. You outdrew several weeks of empty arena. Good job. Good job. Good job. Bravo to you, you moron. You'll never pack 80,000 people in an arena and have them sell out every bit of the merchandise and spend thousands of dollars on seats. And you will never lace up a pair of boots in a dressing room next to the biggest names in this business on a WrestleMania event. And you want to know why you won't? Because you're probably some low-budget run down backwoods idiot that thinks that whatever crap you promote is better than the WWE product sad but true and it probably ain't even good enough to compare to half the indie shows that I see it dude you pro half your guys probably couldn't even you know compare and these low budget fucking oh deathmatch wrestlers oh my god you know <laughs> I'm all for a good hardcore match. I'm all for a good street fight, ladder match, whatever you want to do. I'm good for that. That's cool. 
but you got to build to it and have a purpose. You can't just say, hey, show up next week. We're going to book a fucking street fight. I'm good with the deathmatch tournaments. I don't care. If, if that's what these guys want to do is have these deathmatch tournaments, fine. But do not go out there every week and have a deathmatch. <laughs> the point of a deathmatch is to beat your opponent where they can't get up. There shouldn't be a pin. There shouldn't be a submission. A deathmatch is pretty much like a last man standing match in my book. Any deathmatch I've ever been in. So I don't understand. I don't understand this shit. And that's no disrespect because I know there's several people out there that like it shit, and that's fine. I know Terry Funk made a living doing that shit. So did Cactus Jack. And that's great. Hell, most of my matches, you know, after I got hurt the first round and, and, and came back and tried to wrestle after being hurt, were hardcore or street fights or first blood, and they were built up to. They weren't just throw him out there and say, hey, we're doing this tonight. You know what I mean? I'd show up, jump somebody, not show up for two or three weeks. They'd call me out, and I'd tell them, look, the only way you get me in the ring is if you do it my way, and we'd do whatever, or we would do something else. I wrestled Psycho in the first blood match. Because the whole show that night was a Thanksgiving throwdown show and it was a gimmick match, you know, gimmick gimmick show, gimmick matches. We did, I believe they had a last man standing. Me and Psycho had the first blood. Whatever. We went out there and that was probably one of the best matches that I've ever had. And and I, you know, God rest Psycho's soul. Thank him for carrying me through it because God knows I probably wasn't in the shape I needed to be in to do it. God knows I couldn't walk into an arena today and say, hey, I'll work whoever you got because I can't do it. One, I'm not physically able to. I'm not physically in the shape I need to be in to compete in a ring, and I would not put myself through that. Uh, that's just something I wouldn't do. Um, would I love to be back in a ring? You got dog right I would. Ain't a wrestler alive today that's laced up a pair of boots that will tell you no, I wouldn't do it one more time. I wouldn't do one more match. You could ask Shawn Michaels. You can ask Ron Rage, Rodney Mack, my brother Titanic, myself included, any wrestler that's ever laced up a pair of boots. They would gladly sacrifice it all for one more match for the simple fact that that was what we did. That's what we loved and what we still love, even if we say we don't. I'm not saying there won't be a day where I feel like, hey, I need to do at least one last match just to, just to prove to, to myself or to my kids or whatever it could be. But at this point, I wouldn't do it. But the simple fact that these idiots out here, and this is no disrespect to any of the guys that I've worked with, I'll tell you that. You know, I know that ASWF still runs shows. Indie, Outlaw, Mud Show, whatever you want to call ASWF, that's your opinion. My show, my, my opinion is it's one of the better ran shows. Granted, I don't know half the fucking crew they've got now. Back in the day, I knew every one of them. Um, there's still a few of them that I, I, I talk to every now and then that you know are decent folks that I, I deal with. Some of them from back in the day I wouldn't have shit to do with. Some of them that they have now, as far as I can tell you, they're five-star athletes. I mean, they, they still get out there and give it everything they've got, and, and I applaud them, and I'd rather watch them than some of the other shows. Um, hmm. But I wouldn't call them 
I wouldn't call them a legit mud show because they don't just go out there and do stupid shit. You know, they, they do they do their gimmick matches. What what company doesn't? That's what people want. That's what WWE doesn't do. The, the hardcore title and things like that. And, and when Foley come out with a 24-7 title, Lord, we all popped because we thought the hardcore title was coming back. We thought we were fixing to get hardcore wrestling again on WWE TV. And they had to kill that, you know. Now they got a 24-7 title that's a joke. They put it on that uh, grunk, that grunk kid from, what's it, fucking Patriots, Tampa Bay Patriots now or whatever. But uh, whatever. I mean, do what you want. You're the billionaire. You know what you're doing. People are people are buying your shit out the ass. So all these other people can just, you know, wonder why you're doing the shit you're doing. Just like they're wondering why you're in the middle of a lawsuit. They're wondering why you're selling stock and putting your company in danger and your stockholders in danger and everything else that's going on. Because we don't have a clue. We're working to find out, but we don't know. But, uh, my whole point is, guys, I, I don't understand. And, it, and for the fans, I get it. You want to get out of the house. But if there's a stay-at-home order in place, why? Why would you waste your money that you're going to need to pay your bills when you probably are losing your jobs because half the country is out of jobs right now to go see some guys who probably never even got trained or got trained by the guy who owns the company who doesn't know how to train you. You know, when I trained, I trained with several different guys. You know, I can... I can compliment that Motley Cruz helped train me, that Ray Ivey, you know, helped train me, that Austin Lane worked with me some, that Poker Face worked with me some. There were so many different guys that helped polish me off and helped me to be better than what I was when I first walked in. You know, I worked with Rodney Mack a little. I learned a lot from Rodney. I learned more I learned more of my promo work from Rodney than anything. Being an announcer and, and playing a commissioner character and things like that. So I can, you know, I can tip my hat to these guys and, and give them the, the appreciation they deserve. Motley always taught me, the, the, the biggest thing Motley ever taught me was lay your shit in, kid. Lay your shit in, kid. He'd stand at the curtain. <laughs> He'd stand at the curtain, and, and if your shit looked weak, he would always tell you before you went out, if I see something weak, I'm going I'm to kick your ass, I'm going to hit that ring, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he'd stand at that curtain and you'd hear him, lay your shit in, kid. <laughs> and it, it's not funny. It's not funny when you're in that ring and you, you you hear him yell that and you just feel your whole body tense up. But it's funny now when you sit and you think about it and you're like, geez, man, uh, you know, I could have been dead so many times over because Motley would have fucking killed me if I hadn't laid my shit in. Uh, the Lord. Good times. I love it. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. I, I loved hanging out with Motley, you know, and I loved hanging out with a lot of the guys. They were they were fantastic to be around. A lot of learned a lot of life lessons, and it's just amazing. It's amazing to me, and just and also stupid <laughs> that people would. I don't know, man. There's so much going on, and I get it. People think this coronavirus is a hoax. I, uh, you know, I don't know. I've got some former co-workers and friends that have been diagnosed with it and things like that. So I, I kind of tread lightly. 
Do I believe that it is a government-controlled issue? Yes. I do believe that. I do believe that it could have been better handled. But I also believe that we all need to do our part. And and indie shows, guys, if you want to have your show, your best option, create yourself a YouTube channel. Put your company's name on it. Have your Facebook page promote your YouTube channel like crazy. I guarantee you, anybody that comes to your show, anybody that comes to your show is on your Facebook page. Trust me, we've all done this. Uh, me and my brother promoted shows, and we had a Facebook page, and and people were all over it, and they were normally the people that were all at the shows and stuff like that. Promote it. Put it on YouTube. Whether it's good or not, shit. If they're fans of yours, they'll understand because it's not the same being in an empty arena whereas it is having 50 to 150 people in there. But still, if they want something to do, tell them, hey, we're going to live stream our show. Go over and, you know, tell them, look, you, you pay $5 and we'll send you the link. Or live stream it on Facebook, make a group. Charge them $5 to be in the group. Tell them to, to donate $5 to the company to keep y'all, you know, to support y'all. Or $10 or however much you want to get them to support you and send them the link to the group or whatever and have them fucking come over and watch it or, or do the YouTube thing and, and just, I don't know, man. There's there's ways around it. But don't do live events right now. You know, May 1st and May 6th is what I'm hearing, that we're opening back up. When we open back up, promote it. Get out there and tell people, look, we're out of quarantine. Come out for a great night of kick-ass wrestling. We'll have a hardcore match tonight. We'll do whatever. We'll do a fans pick the match. Fans bring the weapons. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's the first night out of quarantine. I'll gladly pay to see anything at this point other than the damn four walls I've been staring at. Guarantee you a lot of people would, too. They're going to be missing that indie wrestling if you've actually taken it away from them. ASWF, MCW here in Arkansas, they've taken it away. They ain't been promoting and running, and that's great. Bad for them, good for the people. Because we're ate up with coronavirus all around us right now. We don't want to put anyone else in danger. We want to get this shit curved, done, and over with. Everybody build up their immune system, whatever you need to do. We're going to get out here. When it's all said and done, we'll be better off, folks. We'll kick this pandemic's ass, and we'll move on. And we'll have hellacious wrestling shows. Maybe this will help increase your crowd. People will think, look, oh Joe down the street, he's going to wrestling night. It's first night out of quarantine, first weekend out of quarantine. You know what? Let's take the kids. Let's go down here and see what this wrestling's all about. Promote it. Put your banners, your flyers, put everything out all over the place. Promote it on Facebook. Just talk about it. If you got a show going on and you want us to promote it, call us up and tell us. Send us a message. I'll talk about your show. I'll, you tell me every guy you got on the show. You tell me what moves they do, where they've been, what they've done. I'll talk about them. I won't put anybody down. That's not my point. My point is I'm here to help. But the simple fact that y'all were hurting us, hurting everybody, not just, you know, not me directly, but you're hurting people by putting on shows when you were told not to. That's hurting everybody. That's hurting your crowd. You're going to kill your crowd off. Not physically. Well, not, you know, not I mean, you might kill them off if they get the damn coronavirus. I'm just saying. I mean, we, we got to think about what we do, guys. I get it. We all want to make money. We all want to live life. We all want to have freedom. We all want to get out there and have fun. I'm bored as everybody. Trust me. Me and my wife and five kids have been locked in this damn house for, geez, what, two months now almost? We, we You know, 
everybody knows my grandmother was down and we've been taking care of her and you know me and my wife and kids and the kids have been out of school for a while so we've been doing homeschooling i get it it's 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 tiring i've been homeschooling kids and and doing online classes myself so i'm i'm wore out i get it you know every now and then i'll sit down and i'll catch a, a couple of bits of raw and i enjoy it and i catch a couple of bits of aew and i i really enjoy it and and Shout out to Jackson Crawley, as a matter of fact. I seen him in the crowd at the, one of the empty arena shows for AEW. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to say that, but I seen him in the crowd. Uh, it was all workers around the ring, so it technically wasn't a crowd. It was just the workers watching the workers wrestle. Trying to give them some form of a reaction from a crowd, which was great. Uh, you know, do what you got to do to support your boys. That's great. Um, and just, you know what I mean? If you're a wrestling fan and it's not WWE and AEW, support your local wrestling show, guys. I, I'm not trying to dog down anybody. I guarantee you. I mean, I'm not. I'm probably not going to run over to ASWF as soon as they open the doors and say they're running a show because I'm probably going to be somewhere else looking for a house or, or whatever I got going on right now. But um, if I had the time and I wasn't in the middle of a hundred other things going on, I, I would probably be at an indie show. The minute they open back up to pr promote them to support them to show them hey we missed you guys glad you're still coming out here and doing this because for the the indie guys it's a long hard road uh 90 of the indie guys and, and this is no disrespect intended 90 of the indie guys get in this business with hopes and dreams of being wwe superstar and entering the royal rumble and being a champion and getting that big push and having some dumb gimmick in wwe that they put on you to to own you so they can merchandise you and market you even after you've retired or left or been fired a hundred times or whatever the gimmick may be but 90 percent of the guys that are on the indie scene don't ever get that chance they either don't fit the description that vince wants on his roster which is changing greatly thanks to triple h because triple h sees talent and knows that uh you know, the business is ever-evolving. It's not just a big man business. It's a little man business, too. We all love watching those cruiserweights doing the flying flippy-flop moves and the spot monkeys and the women and all of it. So Triple H is, is really changing that scene for everybody, you know. And AEW is changing that scene because those that, go to, those that go to WWE and get buried are not, are not bad talents. You may not like their character on wwe and, and this is another thing that burns my ass it just oh it frustrates me to no end to hear to hear a fan take the revival for instance and, and i can't remember the rival's name <laughs> um dash wilder and uh oh geez scott dawson and dash wilder that's that was their names in wwe and I, I couldn't tell you what they're going by now. I know Cash Wheeler is one of them, and I can't remember what the other one is. But anyway, uh, in WWE, in NXT, when Triple H was in charge of them, they were great. They went out there, and their, their gimmick was no flips, just fists. They reminded me of Arn and Ole. They reminded me of Arn and Tully. Uh, they even kind of reminded me of Bobby and Dennis Condry and them back in the day. You know, no flips, just fists. They were they were legit badass guys, or the, at least the way they were portrayed. They were. They went out and they you know they'd punch in the face. And I believe it was Dash Walder. Uh, 
I think it was Dash Walter at the Hall of Fame where Bret Hart got attacked by a fan. <laughs> Dash Walter just kind of snuck around and sucker punched the guy and knocked him clear the fuck out and they had to drag him out. <laughs> uh, but that was great. I mean, that was great. I loved it. It was hilarious. But these guys were buried the minute they came to the main roster because they didn't do the spots. They didn't do the flips and they weren't big jacked up muscle bodybuilders and stuff like that. And so what happened? They left. You know, they've been relieved of their contracts and the rumor is they may show up in AEW, and and the first thing I see on Facebook is, oh, of course they'll go to AEW. AEW is nothing but a bunch of WWE rejects. Uh, oh yeah, yep, WWE wannabes right there. That sure is. <laughs> so here's my thing: if you're gonna diss them, diss them. That's your opinion, whatever. But you'll still watch them. And they'll still be better on AEW than they ever were on Raw or SmackDown. Maybe not better than they were on NXT when Vin, when Triple H actually used them right. But they'll definitely be better than they were on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> Damn teed. But my thing is, guys, it doesn't matter. Back in the day, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, they wrestled for every major company. And I never once, I never once heard anyone say, oh, look. Oh, look, them WWE rejects showed up in WCW. Or when they came to WWE. Oh, look, them NWA WCW rejects showed up in WWE. What happened? They got a pop. A pop so synonymous with them that to this day when someone gets a pop that big, it's called a Road Warrior pop or a Dusty pop because Dusty used to get a big-ass pop. And nobody ever dissed Dusty for switching back and forth between companies because God knows he was better in WCW than he was in WWE because WWE tried to bury him and treat him like shit. But that's my rant on things for tonight. So hopefully y'all will listen to this show and, and you know maybe y'all leave me some feedback and I'll touch base with y'all again. Much love. Thanks for listening.